A man balances grief and betrayal with his wife in a coma. A boy tries to solve a mystery of a key. An aspiring journalist gathers stories from domestic workers. An orphan attempts to repair an automaton. A man is magically transported to 1920s France. A general manager looks to buy wins in a new way. A family story is told with impressionistic jumps through time. An equine enters WW1, and an actor and actress rise and fall as the talkies are born. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 2011. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Now your best. It's long. Yeah, it These is long. These are long and, you know... It's one, funny... It's just the one take. Yeah, it's just the one time that we do it. It's funny um, hearing you read that I have no memory of almost any of these movies yeah. and I feel like I just, I mean, I did just watch them Yeah. and I, there's a few that I was like, wait, what is that movie? What is the one with domestic workers? <laughs> I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. I'll, I'll remember it when we talk about it's it. It's Tree of Life. <laughs> oh, it's Tree of Life. That yeah. one I it's did. about domestic workers. I really did zip, zip right through that. I really did. Meg, you were just in France, your favorite place. Vive la France. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love France. France is the best. France forever. Um, Megan in France. Megan, Megan in Paris. Megan in Paris. Me in Greece. Uh, I, like, loved it. It was great, and France is great, and... Now, our, our listeners probably know you love to travel, and that's something that has been, you know, stolen from you for the last yeah. several years. This was, what, the... This was like the third um, delay of the trip. Yeah, like you had I don't to delay twice. I think. Yeah, right? two. Yep, yeah, three times. Three times. Three times. Yeah. Times, yeah, rebooked three times. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but some shit went down in 2020, and so I was. We were supposed to leave for Paris three weeks after whatever. Yeah. You know, now three my, weeks after Tom Hanks, the day that Tom Hanks yeah. came out and was like, "By the way, I have COVID," and also the NBA is canceled and something okay. else. Oh, and also Sarah Palin was unmasked on the Masked Singer. That yeah. was that was that night. The big, the big three. The big three, as I like to call it. I, of course, was in London. Correct. I'm supposed to go to Paris for the first time mm-hmm. and had to cancel uh, when France locked down completely. And I kept <laughs> thinking, what a shame! What what a heartbreak! Yeah. What a total total heartbreak! Because. You know what's the fucking best? Fucking Paris. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't go because had we gotten on that uh, Eurostar train, uh, yeah. we would have arrived to all the cafes closing. Close. We would have just been stuck <laughs> in an Airbnb for four days. It is so crazy to think about. Crossing our fingers, they'd let us go back to London to catch our flight back Yeah. Home. Thank God. It is so crazy to think about how, like, we were worried, <laughs> like, what, what is this going to be like? Is everything going to be open? Whatever. Spoiler alert, it was fucking great. Everything was open because 86% of French people are vaccinated yep. because they do the thing where you, if you want to go to into a museum or you want to, we went to the ballet or you want to order in a fucking cafe, inside or outside, doesn't matter. You have to show your pass sanitaire, proving that you have been vaccinated. So they just go zip and then scan it and then boom, you're good to go. And it was delightful. We didn't have to worry about 
really didn't have to worry about masks too much. And yeah. All I had to worry about was where my next glass of wine and my next stick of butter was coming from. But what about liberté? Uh, what about égalité? Mm-hmm. What about fraternité? Yeah, what about See, it? that's the... Uh, see, 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 that's the thing about French people, most of them. Yeah. Is they don't just focus on the liberté. Right. They look also at the égalité and the fraternité. Right. And that said to them... You know, get that, get fucking jabbed. Yeah. Get it yeah. together. France is great. Everybody should, you know. Go to France. Go to France. I also have news. Um, this is our last live record for, who knows, like in-person record for a minute because I'm getting out of L.A. Craig's leaving. I'm leaving. Craig's reverse, as I like to say, he's reverse uh, fresh prancing. Yes. I'm doing the reverse fresh prints. I uh, got in a little bit of trouble. Um, on the streets of Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. and now I have to move to West Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope my wealthy uncle lives there. Um, <laughs> I do have an aunt on the outskirts of Philadelphia, so I guess that's sort of the same. Oh, the same thing. She raises whippets. Is her name Viv? It's not. It's mm-hmm. Nancy. Oh. Yeah. Hi, Aunt Nancy. She's not listening to this. Disappointing. Um, so because of that, we wanted to make sure we, you know, we did something fun for our last episode. Yeah. So, we're doing 2011. It's 10 years since these movies came out. Mm-hmm. And of course, we had to have back one of our favorite guests from our 1998 episode. Everybody's favorite. Andy Stokan's back. Hello. What an honor to be back. He's wearing an Oscar hat. I am. Andy. Pretty on brand. Andy not only gives tours of the Dolby Theater. That's correct. He now works at the Academy Museum in Los Angeles, California. Just came from work. I'm now an official employee of the Academy. Wow. So you were speaking to a member of the academy. So you wow. technically, so you get you get a vote. Or? Yeah, you get- no, 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 not a vote. Oh, come on, no, no way. But yeah. I get to see people that have votes. Um, I thought it would be great if you have a vote because I know the academy has been striving to add more white yeah, three males. White males <laughs> yeah, like yeah. approaching forty. Yeah, yeah, no, it's exactly what they need. Yeah, so yeah. I'll try. I'll see what I can do. See mm-hmm. if I can that is so rad, though, that you work at the museum. What's the coolest thing to see at the museum? Um, well, they have, my personal favorite thing is they have the, uh, Zoetrope, the, um, Toy Story Zoetrope that they used to have at California Adventure, which I had never seen before. But oh, I've never seen cool. that either. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. It's very cool. Um, they I have a whole, ones. for you guys, they have a whole two rooms dedicated just to the Oscars. So you got to come see the Oscars. Exhibits. I'm going on Monday. Oh, oh you are. I have tickets. Oh. I'm, that's one of the two things I wanted to do before I left LA. Going to the Academy Museum, and then on Wednesday we're going to Musso and Frank's, which I've never been to before. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah. Okay, well, do you know your order already? No, I don't. Well, are you, are you, you going to have... sketch some stuff out? For I mean, me? I have some thoughts. <laughs> I have some thoughts. Uh, <laughs> if you don't get the mushrooms, just don't bother going. I don't, you like, don't mushrooms, like mushrooms, so I'm not going to get the mushrooms. Okay, well then, definitely a martini. That's mm-hmm. what they know. That's what they do. And a steak. Oh, and the cream spinach is really good, too. Oh, I like spinach. Yeah. So, so there you go. Yeah, okay, I guess that was some, a shorter some list than I thought. <laughs> also, uh, I don't think I'm working Monday. So <laughs> convenient that I always come to the Apple Store when you're not there, and you're I'll coming one Academy time to the museum, museum when I'm yeah. not there. So yeah. we did that well. That's how it works. Good job by both of us. Um, 2011. You know, Megan and I were briefly texting uh, yesterday. Um and I was saying, this is such a strange year because if you look at the Academy Award Best Picture nominations, mm-hmm. you would think this like is an all-time terrible year for cinema. In 2011, actually had quite a few good films come out. They just didn't nominate almost any of them for Best Picture. 
like more so I feel like than like we see this happen, you know, there's always mm-hmm. like a couple movies you talk about that were like, how didn't Psycho find its way in on a really bad 1960s slate? But like this year it's especially since it's the third year after they expanded it. I was going to say the uh, the thing that's funny is that it's not just five movies though. Yeah. It's multiple multiple movies. And not just like bad movies, but I feel like movies that have been forgotten by history. Like mm-hmm. yeah. one of like when was the last time I know you guys have revisited these because of the Meryl Streep episode and you right. guys did the help. But like when is an average person other than like Moneyball maybe? Yeah. And the help. Yeah, but yeah, like when are but mostly cuz those movies are on TV, right. honestly. Right. Like yeah, they... when is the, when is Spielberg directed it. When's the last discussion anyone had about War Horse? Yeah. <laughs> like in 2011, did they have discussions yeah. about War Horse? I'm yeah. sure they happened. I don't remember them. I don't yeah. remember. Though, you know what, guys? I liked War Horse. I did too. Spoiler I've never alert. seen I War did. Horse. Oh, really? Oh. Listen. <laughs> it was enjoyable. Who doesn't hate? Who? This was a good horse. I watched Joey a lot of these. A good horse. solid horse. So the thing that I will say also before we get started, just as a disclaimer, is I watched a lot of these on the plane because mm-hmm. it's a long fucking flight. Yeah. And um, there's a... Uh, there's evidence. There's enough. S- there's enough time on this flight to get through, like three fourths of War Horse or like half of Tree of Life. <laughs> yeah, so. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so there's evidence to suggest <clears throat> that, uh, like, you're in a heightened emotional state mm-hmm. on the pl- like sure, like right. the the altitude whatever the fl- right. like whatever it is that, um, being on the plane puts you in sort of like a heightened emotional state, which is why you like cry whatever I. <laughs> I've I've shed some tears on certain flights. Um, and so I don't know that I can be trusted with some of these movies because I was like, oh, bawled my eyes out, loved it, laughed so hard or whatever it is. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm right or if I was just like high on the drug of going to France or the free champagne that I got, you know? Yeah. Well, there is we're... also the France connection with, I think, three There's of a lot, a so lot. Much and you were in France, so that also... The, yeah. the weird thing opinion. is, like, the artist is, like, a movie made by a French, French filmmaker yeah. starring two French actors but has nothing to do with France, right. actually. Yeah. Like and, American movies and if you didn't bunch. know the actors' names and stuff, uh, you or follow the season then until he speaks at the very end of the film. You mm-hmm. wouldn't even know that he is French probably. No. So, um, sexy man though. Yeah. Juan Dujardin. Jean Juan. Juan. <laughs> Guys, I just came from, you just came from France. From and France. The and name, I do speak French. The, and the name Jean, the, like, Jean, maybe the most French name. You just said Juan. I don't know. Pierre. <laughs> It's between the two. Okay, I'm sorry. And, Guys, I'm sorry. It is 7.30. I am, for some reason, have chosen not to have a drink. Yeah, and you I'm have water. Tired. You're, you're detoxing. You're still trying I'm to trying sweat to de- out I'm trying to wine. sweat out the wine yeah. from France. Guys, one thing that we did was we went to Champagne. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was great. <laughs> for Champagne, here's a, here's a quick spoiler alert for you. Champagne is good. <laughs> Look into this. It's called champagne. Okay. You say? Is that what it's called? All right. Shut up. Talk into the mic, Andy. Oh, sorry. Hello. <laughs> Megan. Sorry. Um, Megan went to Vouve Clicquot. I did the. I, as I like to call it, Mecca. Yeah, the Holy Land. The Holy Land. Yeah. And then, and I was like, nothing could be better than this. And then we went to Ruinart, which is the oldest champagne house in the world, um, and uh, that was even better. Anyway, speaking of ruined art, let's jump into <laughs> 2011. <laughs> That was really good. Thank you. Uh, that was you do good. it in person. It's yeah. just a real thrill. Um, the Descendants. Oh, God. I Can we get to the end of this podcast? Sure. 
Now, you know what? I'm just remembering now a lot of these movies and a lot of them I didn't watch on the plane. Yeah. I, and the, at ground level, they do not hold. <laughs> Here's the thing. I will say that I like The Descendants better than almost all the rest of these films that were nominated. Mm-hmm. I don't know that's saying a whole lot. No, it's not saying a ton. Um, but... I mean, it's one of the few films that was nominated that I feel like if I had to do 2011 over again and nominate nine movies, I would probably still nominate it. Yes. And I feel like I can't say that of like six or seven of the other movies that yeah, were nominated Yeah, that's for this sure. Year. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind this movie. It's fine. It's kind of like, I know you say you would still nominate it. It's sort of like, it's a weird Oscar, like... It's almost too quiet for an Oscar movie. There's not like a lot of... It's an enjoyable movie. Everybody, all the performances are good. It says, I think it has something to say, but there's ultimately, I feel like there's not a lot of there there. There's, they don't have, for a movie like this, that's like a family drama type of thing. You're sort of waiting for like the big cathartic moment. And I I don't really know that they, it delivers on the promise. I think if this movie had been like a Nicole Holofsner movie, for instance, instead of an Alexander Payne movie where he already had, you know, about Schmidt had a best actor Mm -hmm. nomination Mm -hmm. and then sideways got a bunch of nominations. And if it hadn't been him doing it, then I think maybe you're right. And it's a movie that people like, like, you know what movie I liked that year? The descendants. Yeah. And George Clooney got nominated for best actor because he's George Clooney. Um, and then nobody else got nominated for anything. And the movie kind of disappeared. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird that Alexander Payne used to be such a thing. Like, that was a real thing with the Academy. It was like, yeah. it was an Alexander Payne movie. We got him nominated for all yeah. this stuff. Well, and then he made Downsizing. Yeah, I was going to say, now he's in director yeah. jail because yes. yeah. he made some shitty movies. Yeah. He made something else shitty, didn't he? I think Downsizing was there his was last. Some, yeah, I think there was something else, too. Well, he I'm made Nebraska, but that got nominated. Oh, yeah, I, don't like, I actually, and I like Nebraska. I did, too. But once again, that was like yeah. Alexander Payne. Oh, it's yeah. this movie. We got to nominate it. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Sid sucks. <laughs> like like kudos I guess to them for hiring clearly a kid that's like a native Hawaiian in the film yeah but he's like a really bad actor and also like for the most part into like his character kind of sucks too I was like this guy's just like he's an idiot he's a straight up idiot and yeah. I know he's yeah. supposed to be but it's not as funny and charming as I think they they thought it would thought be, it would be. yeah and, and I like when Robert Forrester punches him <laughs> yeah that's pretty fun <laughs> It's like a movie that's grounded, yet he doesn't seem like a real person at any point mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. Um, the thing that I think, the biggest problem with this movie, as you know, we see with a lot of films, is when you see, um, you know, Matthew Lillard's good in this movie, but you see George Clooney's comatose wife, and you see Matthew Lillard, and you're like, why would she cheat on George Clooney with Matthew, with Matthew Lillard? Lillard. <laughs> and why would he cheat on her with Judy Greer or cheat on Judy Greer with her? Like, why are they making these choices? And I know, like, you know, long-term relationships, you get bored, blah, 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 blah. But I was like... You get bored, guys. <laughs> you get really bored. So then what do you do? I don't know. You go to France. You go to France. <laughs> you sleep with Matthew Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is weird. I mean... I don't know. Matthew Lillard was hot in the 90s. It's weird to see a Live lot her of- alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's but this is Shailene Shailene Woodley's first. I think it was her first like big film. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was already on Secret Life of an American Teenager right. or whatever, that. but this was kind of her like breakout and 10 years I'm going to marry Aaron Rodgers moment. <laughs> <laughs> 
She's good in this. She she's is. Good. She's good. You know, there's a couple. There's a couple things I hadn't watched this movie since 2011, and there were a couple images in the film that like. I was like, oh, I remember, I remember her, in her crying in the pool, yeah. and I remember him running in flip-flops, which is very funny to yeah. watch George Clooney run, run in flip-flops. Running flip-flops is funny, yeah. And also that crying in the pool moment. Yeah, that's a that's like a nice... I think she does a lot of the emotional lifting, obviously, yeah. as like the daughter, and I think she does a really good job with it. It just is like... It's one of those movies that's just kind of like... Like sort of like Hawaii. Just sort of washes over you, mm-hmm. and then before you know it, it's time to get on the plane... Yeah, and I head on home, <laughs> which is what I did. Yeah, when I came back from France. Yes, yes, Megan was in France. <laughs> Wait, how how was France? I mean, did you go to France? It, you know what the thing is about it? It's so fucking French. <laughs> it's I mean, so fucking French. My birthday is Bastille Day, so I share a special bond. July fourteenth. Yes, yes. Yeah. Me mm-hmm. and the French. Yeah. My, and my, birth, my birthday is two days before Bastille Day. So doesn't um, quite count. I don't yeah. Know. So I also because you know I like to think they were plotting. <laughs> they, they for sure. They definitely had it in mind. They had it in mind when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so. Huh. I know you think it's not as big of a deal, but in a way, isn't it? They Bigger? probably were more stressed. When they came they up probably with were the, more yeah. stressed two days before than oh, the day of, because then they were just like, in The it. day of, it was just more of an, an adrenaline yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. like, we're storming the Bastille. Right. Yeah. But like, if I would, like, two days before, I would be shitting my pants. I'd yeah. be like, oh my God, we're going to storm the they Bastille like, in two days. <laughs> yeah. Merled. Yeah. Less fireworks these days on yeah. July 12th there. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah that's, that's true. the only thing. That's true. But and I don't like fireworks, so that's fine with me. God, the list of things you don't like. just <laughs> Mushrooms and fireworks. Mushrooms and fireworks. <laughs> which is actually the name of my new stand-up album, which you can purchase right now on iTunes. <laughs> it's just so sad because those are like two of my favorite things. Yeah. You know? I'm kind of neutral on both, so yeah. I'll mediate between you two. Nobody, <laughs> you know what? Get out of my house. <laughs> So sorry. What am I doing here? Why did I watch these movies? Which is a question I ask myself often. Don't you think? Me too. The one thing with this film is I do like that it has that scene where he's like so angry at his comatose wife. Mm. And it does make me think like, what would you do in that situation? Like you are dealing with this like, like incredible sort of tragedy. But Mm. at the same time, you find out that like this person that you loved and have devoted yourself to has been like cheating on you. I feel like it's such an interesting trying to balance things. Like, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Being I, like, we're gonna pull the plug on her in like three days, but yeah. also like, I fucking hate her right now. Yeah, but there's also, like that's my wife, yeah, and the mother of my children. Yeah, uh, here's my thing, and you're gonna guys are gonna be like, okay, yeah. I don't actually think cheating is like that. I mean, it. Okay. I don't think it would bother me that much. Right. I'm. That is my truth. Yeah. That I there I are things that. that bother me more. Right, cheating is a thing that I would. I think ultimately, obviously I'd be bad, yeah. but ultimately I think I would be able to, but I would forgive and like move on from. You say that now, but I feel like if you were in this situation, if Maddie was in a uh, motorboat accident <laughs> and he's uh, always taking the boat out <laughs> yeah. and he was, uh, he was, you were going to pull the plug. I feel like you would call. Oh, a, I'd pull the plug. I feel <laughs> like you would. Uh, you, affair no, here, or no, no affair. Here, no, here's the thing. The plug's gambled. Here's the thing. I feel like you would throw that party with his friends and family to be like, so you guys have 72 hours to go see him, and then you would leave the party to go directly to the hospital to pull the plug. <laughs> Just as a funny goof around. Yeah. You know? And then they'd show up, and I'd make his mouth move, like, even though it's like, yeah. oh, he has passed. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think I'd get over it. And I think he has bigger fish to fry. So I get him yeah. being mad, but I'm also just like, man, the mother of your child, like it's less about you at this point. It's about the mother of your children. But- and good for him for fucking over Bow Bridges, you know? Mm-hmm, for sure. Protect that land. Protect Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii for Hawaiians. Yeah. That's a thing in France right now. That's their. That's the slogan for their like did way guys, way right wing. Did like you guys, France for the French. Did you guys see who just won the most city council votes in Rome? No. Mussolini's granddaughter. No way. Oh fun. And I like went to check and I was I like, was okay, gonna, but she's got to be like the AOC of Rome or something, right? Because her last name is literally Mussolini. Yeah. No, she's like super no, she's right like wing. A, like, <laughs> I was like, yikes. Wow. Like, Yay! You know that's the problem is wherever you go these days. <laughs> Your grandfather literally got beheaded and dragged through the streets of Rome. Yeah, and you were like, maybe I'll go into politics. <laughs> we laugh now. Learn. With Baron Trump is president. I know. Yeah, so. I know. Learn from these times. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Can Which, we move on? Yeah, of sure. course. We're gonna move on to your favorite film, Extremely Loud. And everyone's fa- what are you talking about? Everyone's favorite film, the most beloved film of 2011. So this is interesting because even in 2011, everyone was like extremely loud and incredibly close. That's weird. That's very weird. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know what's funny is I like I like love everything's illuminated, which is Jonathan Safran Power's first book. Yeah. I should reread it because I wonder if it's actually not good. But right. but then I remember quick, quickly afterwards reading extremely loud and incredibly close and not really liking it. The movie ad- adaptation is so fucking. I'm gonna pronounce this right, Trekly, Treakly. It's so yeah. cheesy, and and the kid is so um, uh, uh, per what's the word with the b the p precocious precocious so precocious and he's his enunciation drove me up the fucking wall. His just stupid fucking, and then, and I, and the bass, and it broke. And if I look at all the blacks, I just was like, I'm going to murder this kid. He's, yes. he's one of the worst, that's one of the worst child performances you I know think I've this, ever seen. Do you know where this kid was discovered? Tell me. Please. He won Kids Jeopardy. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. That's tons of sense. That this was his first film. He won Kids Jeopardy, and I told Megan this because she was she said like you know this one of the worst child performances ever. His IMDb, if you yes. go, has three credits. Um, the third of which is a 2016 short film where his character is called Student Extra. So clearly Hollywood <laughs> agrees with Megan's opinion on Thomas Warren's acting ability. Yes. They said. Thanks, but and thanks. Immediately, about 10 minutes of this movie, I was like, how many other movies has this kid been in? And I saw the IMDb, and I was like, this makes sense. Yeah. 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 It's just so, it's a movie about the kid, I mean, you know, waste of Viola Davis, waste of Jeffrey Wright. Uh Uh-huh. It is the kid running around. They waste Tom Hanks. They waste Tom Hanks. Literally, they waste him. (laughs) Um, You know, I don't know. Why is he, listen. Why was he in the World Trade Center? He like owns like a Never. junk shop. I mean, like, why, why was he having a meeting there? Anything. My big yeah. question with this movie is why is anyone doing any of the things that they do? No, he owns a jewelry shop, but he went to Rutgers and majored in like they. He said like the kid said he majored in like 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 rock. It doesn't rocket science, but it was something right. like very very technical. And I'm like, how did we get from that to jeweler? Right. Like, what is happening? And then we don't really ever actually get. 
Max von Sydow's story, right? He, I mean, he's the dad, right? He's right. the dad, right. but like, he's like, why doesn't he talk? We don't yeah. know really ever. It's such a it. It's just meant to be like mm, he doesn't talk. Like, yep, something something tragic happened, but we're I'm not going to do the work to fill in. I the mean, back. the early like 9/11 stuff I found affecting, but I feel like that's just our generation. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. if someone who was like yes 20 watched this movie, they wouldn't be affected by it at all. Like, Andy was literally living in Manhattan when 9/11 mm-hmm. happened, right. so like second day of college. Yeah. So, but that stuff, like, I also think the you, fact that it's been that it was just the twentieth anniversary, yeah, right. and I yes, they just were watching so. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking, I've been thinking about it more well, recently, because, and I also thought about it because they, you know, recently when the twentieth anniversary happened, they start talking about that guy again that worked for whatever company that ignored um, the transit authority or whatever that was saying keep everyone. He was like, no, get the fuck out of the building. So like Tom Hanks's stuff, where he's like, they're telling us to stay. In the building, right. like just to sit tight, blah 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 blah. Like that was more effective because I knew this story that like ninety percent of that company survived. The people that were in the office that day because he ignored them when they said, "You know, keep everyone where they are. We'll get them out." Right. Whereas, like all these other people were like, well, "Okay, well, this is what they're telling us to do." Yeah. And Although who he's knows on the hundred and sixth floor, it probably wouldn't have mattered. But there probably were hundreds of people that maybe would have gotten yeah. out. You yeah. know, so. Um, yeah, that's affecting the rest of the story. I kind of totally zoned out. Like by the end, I was like, wait, first of all, what are the chances the first, the first house he went to is actually the yeah. key house. Yes. <laughs> that's the, so, yeah, right. it was the first house. And then, and then, and then we watch him do, and listen, I know that the key had nothing to actually do with his father, but the nerve of this movie to drag us around fucking Manhattan, looking for the goddamn lock and what is the what's in the fucking box, whatever. Yeah. What's in the box? And then to not, and then the kid's like, man, I'm not interested. I'm like, your whole character is about how you're so precocious and curious about the world and you have to know all these things. And now this is the big thing of like, what like we you could find out like what if like you don't ever even get to see Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that head. Show me the blonde locks. Yeah. Uh, I just I really hate this movie. I really had oh, yeah. such a such a reaction to it, and that kid in particular. Even with a different kid, like they're just nothing seems yeah. real. Nobody's behavior seems like real people's behavior. And then, but the, him and John Goodman, the as the front the yeah. front desk guy, they like swear at each other. I'm like, right. God, my dog. I'm like, are, do they not like eat like? But, but that seems out of character for the kid to yes. be like, okay, suck my balls or whatever. I'm like, what? Right. Yeah, and John Goodman can't say that stuff back and not get fired. Yeah. Like if Sandra, not that Sandra Bullock would ever find out because she's a mother that lets her 13 year old child just run all over the city. Listen, I know Manhattan kids are different. No. Okay. I get it. But it's like a year after 9-11 and your kid's like, I'm walking to Brooklyn today and you're fine with it. I was going to say, the thing is, is like maybe Manhattan kids are different in the nineties, but listen, there's a reason why people are like 9-11 changed like the world. It changed everything. It's like, yeah, it made it so that kids... We're not just like bebopping yeah, around it's not like a major. Yeah, like Rosario Dawson and kids right now. Yeah. Okay, like watch your kid, Sandra. Sandra, Sandra, please. Sandra, please. I'm begging you. Don't let your kid walk to the Bronx today. Yeah, that was wild. I. This is not a good movie. No. Also, was it ever addressed? What was Tom Hanks' accent? Like, 
Yeah, it kind of came and went. What was it? Like, it was never clear why there was an accent? Oh, yeah. his parents were European. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> his parents were, were, were Polish? Yeah, but, but he had kind of like a, like a, like a Brooklyn. He yeah. kind of was doing that sort of a but thing. Then it would kind of yeah. come and go. It was like, why? Well, it's because he was going to die in 9-11. Right. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So, yes. Didn't matter. Yeah. Also, yeah. speaking of 9-11, I know it's a little <laughs> thing, and so many annoying things in this movie, but why do they keep calling it the worst day? It felt like one of those things yeah. where you can't say the word Super Bowl in a commercial. This, yeah. is, a big, like this big is a big game. year like, for, like, um, the worst day, the, what is it, the awful, the... The, the awful. The terrible awful. The terrible awful. awful. <laughs> yeah. I so just... We don't, we don't say what we did. We just, like... Yeah. I mean, and like, uh, he, I just, listen, he's, I guess he's, you know, he's supposed to be on the spectrum. He's but. on the spectrum, so he's calling it the worst day. I, ju- I just think it was just, I just hated it so much. It's not a good film. It's not good. Um, Stephen Daldry had like this weird streak where like every movie he directed got nominated for Best Picture for a while. So like The Reader is also a Stephen Daldry film. So it's like they were like, hey, you can make whatever you want. Like, we'll nominate it. Like, hey, it could be like real bad. Hey, The Reader is better than this movie. Uh, is it? Yes. <laughs> I'm, yes. not, I'm not saying it's worse than this movie. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you why. can we put it at, can we like tie them for the bottom? No, because huh. here's why. I, if I never have to listen to that kid, his voice right now is even still in my head. And it is like nails on a chalkboard. The kid in the reader's, just like, the kid in the reader's the bad too. The first one was made, the first call was made at 8.56 p.m. a.m. Just because you don't, this. Just because you don't hit your plosives doesn't mean that. I can't. Didn't, I think I texted you when I was watching this. Didn't we look this up and this is the worst Metacritic score of any Best Picture, Best Picture nomination? nomination. Yeah. Really? In, like in the last 20 years or something. Like I think Dr. Doolittle is like the worst right, of all time. Right, but, but of like the last 20 yeah. years. So yeah. Deserved. this is worse than the reader. Yeah. According to the critics. Yeah. Deserved. And us. And me. Deserved. The help. See this one. This so this is hard. Movie. To, this is hard to talk about yes. because obviously yes. like go. we all recognize mm-hmm. that this film is problematic. Right. Does it go down like a, like a slice s- of regular chocolate pie? <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> like Very a, you know what it's like? It's like a it's like a smooth glass of French champagne. No, no, no. Here's what it is. It's it is a glass of not French champagne, it's sparkling wine. Yeah. Where it's like it's it's not This it, is from California. It's from California. It's, it's from California. I'll drink it. I'll drink it though. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I, I will drink it. Look, all the performances are like Great in Chastain this movie. Chastain in particular oh my is gosh, she's so, good. so good. I think she's so funny. I think they're all like Chastain's great because we also don't get to really see her in that mold almost ever anymore. Yeah, never. No. She's um, so serious. But like Viola now. Davis is great. Octavia Spencer is great in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think like what she's playing. Like I think Emma Stone's really good, and it's probably Bryce Dallas Howard's best performance. She's yeah. like a true villain. Yeah, for sure. But it's probably the best she's ever been. Allison Janney is, is yeah. so yeah. good. Yeah. I actually think Allison Janney's maybe the most problematic character in the movie, only because they really try and like. There's two moments in the film rewatching it that I was like, "This is like the biggest problem." The fact that Allison Janney's kind of like the good Nazi. Yeah, they try to redeem her. Where it's her. like, "Oh, yeah. let's redeem her at the end by having her tell off Bryce Dallas Howard," and yeah. it's like, well, "Well, I mean, she fucking fired Cecily Tyson, yeah, like, um, because she wants to impress the DAR people." The worst thing I think that happens in the movie is at the very end where basically Jessica Chastain makes that meal. Yeah. And they basically are like, <laughs> Minnie seeing her make that meal gave her the courage to leave her husband. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what? That's not great. <laughs> <laughs> this black woman would never have had the strength 
to leave her very abusive husband if not for teaching Jessica Chastain how to make I will say, fucking fried chicken. That's a <laughs> like, real that's a real interesting twist on the whole white savior trope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like wow, new ways to find that. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's not that's not great. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean a lot of it is not even just the you is kind, yeah. you is yeah. smart, yeah. you is important. I'm like, ah, ay, ay, ay. Yeah, it was like in the first minute, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. oh, no. You can not... see why Viola Davis like now says like if she had a Jew over, she wouldn't make the movie. Yeah, I don't think anybody hey. would still be in this oh. movie yeah. today. I... I think Octavia Spencer would have still done it if she knew she was getting that Oscar. That's, I mean, yeah, that's true. for sure. Yes. Yeah. For sure, for yeah. sure. Yes. But she's so funny, and she's yeah. great. And, that and Alice and Janie still would have done it because she's like, or no, Octavia Spencer's like best friends with the guy who directed, yes. right? They grew yeah. up together. Mm-hmm. The shit pie bit too is very Sissy, especially Sissy Spacek just like laughing about. Yeah, it. Sissy Spacek <laughs> dying laughing is yeah. great. Yeah, it goes down smooth. It's a it's an ensemble piece. Uh, some great performances. This movie has this movie has more endings than The Return of the King, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This movie could have been two hours long if they just cut out one of the. Six I for, does it does it end end with Viola Davis walking a walking away yes yes that's like okay the last, that's like the last one back as she's walking okay away. well at least it ends with her as opposed to and because as much as i like emma stone in this movie i was like let me tell you whose journey i don't give a shit about she lost her boyfriend though oh, i mean she suffered too yeah she did suffer she yeah. had a boyfriend that she lost him because they she should have up. showed her at the very end like because she working. was like believed in like the equality of yeah. the right, race. right. And yes. So she lost her boyfriend. Yeah. So they should have showed her tough. like working for life at the end or something. Sure. Like that's the last shot. Like her typing it up mm-hmm. and you like pan out and it's like life building. <laughs> that's cereal. the movie she I want She should have like to worked see. for life cereal. I mean, she didn't end. have the personal phone number of a publisher in New York. Uh, so <laughs> she probably had the phone number of life. She could yeah. just called up life and said, hey, yeah. I want a job. And it was hey, a short. Mary. Um, <laughs> I was like, is that Mary Steen version? How did they get Mary Steen version to play this role? Because they were like, you're gonna, we're going to pay you this. And you're, hey, off. I'm going to kill her. Sorry, uh, our guest just climbed on the <laughs> counter. Oh, I'm not supposed to be up here. <laughs> so sorry. Get out of my house. <laughs> um, yeah, the problem with the help is that um, it's kind of a, it's, it's a fine movie. Like, it's it's, it's fine. very enjoyable to watch. Like, to me, it's like... We talked about this, like, the Green Book year, that, like, mm-hmm. I actually think I like The Help better than I was going to say, this is more enjoyable than but Green like, Book. But, like, the Green Book, like, as, like, everything about it was super problematic, but it was, like, it was pleasant enough. Yeah. It wasn't, like, like, even though, like, obviously parts of it are way more difficult, like, it wasn't, like, a terrible movie like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. It just should have never have won. So, like, even The Help getting nominated, I'm, like... Come on, Hollywood! Like, let's nominate a movie that's actually talking yeah. about the issues. But but there was at what, least how they many... didn't give it the Academy Award. Yeah, I and mean, there there was like what eight or nine movies nominated. Yeah, yeah. But that being said, like we'll talk about what they did give the Academy Award. Sure, eventually, sure, so. sure. I don't have much else. No, I don't either. I'm fine. Oh, like, you know what made me sad? What? It's like that. Those like two scenes by Nelson Ellis. He was such a good actor. He was great. What was who does I forget him? He's like the guy that works in the restaurant. Oh, in the diner. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He was. I just great. get bummed when I see him because he's such a good actor. He was great. The help. Hugo. Help me, Hugo. 
Hugo of the, the first of our first of our French, French movies. Now, of course, everyone in this film is speaking in a British accent. Yes, <laughs> inexplicably. Right. Yeah. Yes. Man, that kid has super blue eyes, huh? Yeah. Arresting. I mean, that's actually pretty good casting because I feel like Jude Law has like very transfixing eyes. Also, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't mind this movie. I mean, I, th- listen, I'm a little bit of in. I'm a little bit in the hole for well, two things. A France, France. Although really, not a lot of French. Right. <laughs> they show a couple of shots of the Eiffel Tower. This, and everybody speaks in a British accent. <laughs> Why not just make it Heathrow at that point? Yeah. Oh, I guess she. He's Georges Méliès. Yeah. Um. But uh, Heathrow, whatever. No, Paddington Station yeah. <laughs> would be. Why not make it the airport? Why doesn't he live at the airport? Why aren't they all just laid at the airport? <laughs> Why isn't this terminal? <laughs> yeah. Where am I? Who is this? What's happening? Um, I just felt like, um, yeah, I don't mind this movie. It's like, they. oh, oh the other thing is I, I like movies. I'm also in the whole four movies about movies because I like movies, you know? I think the problem with this movie is clearly what Martin Scorsese was interested in is the George Millier stuff. Yeah. So like... I wish he just made a movie about Georges Méliès. Yeah, yes. me too. Yes. Like, I wish he hadn't made Hugo Cabret, Excuse which me. is... Quinn! <laughs> Sorry, continue? Sorry, the medicine woman just walked in. <laughs> um, Jane Seymour. Oof. Just hanging out. Hot. Um, I just was like, all that, I think everything with um, Ben Kingsley and that stuff is fascinating. Yes. And it's, it's clearly great. what Scorsese wanted to make the movie of, so it's like... So just like make a George Millier movie. Yeah. Like don't you don't care about the kid and the automaton and stuff as much. Like no. I did wonder. There's so many like little vignettes in this movie that there's no reason that they're there. That it made me wonder if they're based on Millier's short films. Like do you think like some the, of the stuff with like, like Sasha Baron Cohen, Richard Baron-Cohen. Griffiths, and the Francis right. Delatour stuff, and the Sasha Barrett Cohen, Emily Mortimer stuff, right. and like, the library guy. And, yeah, yeah. That I wondered. I was like maybe like. This is like him like paying tribute to those short films. And yeah. I just don't know enough about Melia other than the rocket flying into the moon that right. I don't um, get it. Yeah, no, I never, I didn't read the book, so I'm not sure yeah. what the premise was for why a story about George Melia was uh, like the way into that was Orphan Lives in Clock Tower at Train Station. Like yeah. it feels like a weird connection. Yeah. Yeah. It does. But I agree. The Millier stuff was great. If that had been the movie, I'd be like, yes, all about this movie. Yeah. But then why is there another movie that has nothing to do with the main movie mm-hmm. that's most of the movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unlike Kid from uh, Extremely Loud, great kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. went on to keep acting. I mean, both of them, like, you know, worked for 10 years. So yes. we're talking about Asa Butterfield and, and Chloe Grace Moritz. Chloe Grace Which Moritz. also, she did a great accent at age 14. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Well done. And not and again, she had the kind of the role of being like this sweet little girl, whatever. And yeah. she does a good job of just of who's like very much like, ooh, it's clandestine. Yeah. And like it's not annoying. She comes across as fine, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 I I mean, uh yeah. The Georges Millier stuff is really good. It's really gross that <laughs> the the eye when that thing goes, when the rocket goes, like whatever they use to make the goop coming out of the moon's eyes. Yeah. Gross. Forgot Stuhlberg was in this movie. Always happy to see him. Also Love forgot that Jude Law is literally in this movie for five minutes. Five minutes, no time at Tom all. Hanks is in Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close longer than Jude Law is in this movie. I kept expecting like there were going to be like more flashbacks and yeah. he was going to come back. I love Michael Stuhlberg so 
hardcore. He is, first of all, I find him very sexy. Mm. I can see that. And he just is always good. He has such a, like, real calming presence, too, I think, in a movie or in anything. Like, even in Boardwalk Empire when he's, like, crazy mob guy. Right. He just has, like, the thing, this, like, you're, like, very drawn in. He's great. I love him. Sorry, guys. I can't stop squeaking my toy. I just, I'm really into this toy. I'm so sorry. Ugh, God, Andy, why do we even have really you on apologize. this? At least I'm not on the counter anymore. So yeah, that's true. That's good improvements. Uh, the thing I remember about seeing this movie in the theaters, kind of crazy, it was in 3D. I remember that big, yes. like, the big draw, which oh, was yeah. again, very 2011. Well, the beginning, the beginning, you were, you could definitely tell you were like 3D. Yes. This yes. was in 3D. Yeah, such a strange like Scorsese being like. All right, this one I'm gonna. It's weird. It's a Scorsese movie. It's very strange. I like. It's the most unScorsese Scorsese yeah. movie. Probably. I, feel like I can yeah. think of. Yeah, it's definitely up there. It's either that or Casino, for me. <laughs> <laughs> but. But I like when he does yeah. different things because yeah. he no, is he's good at making movies. Yeah. So it's like you know whatever he wants to do, I'm gonna at least give it a shot and yeah. we'll see what's what. And like I just feel like you can really tell what he's interested in. That stuff pops, and the stuff he's not interested in, it feels like more like well, he that's like, the I other hour it, yeah. and fifteen minutes of the movie. So yeah, I don't know why George is such a dick early on. Oh, he's, oh yeah, like when he burns the, or pretends to burn the notebook, I was like, that's just so sadistic, really. It's it's cruel, it's the most, I'm like, that's hard to come back from. Yeah. Like, I get that you're sad that you don't make movies anymore, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, great crosswinds in his apartment, though. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I just, for one time, want my, like, case of drawings and stuff to open up and they like fly around instead of just like crashing to the ground and like just lying there in a, in a puddle. Who's the woman that plays his wife? Um, oh, I looked it up. It's an, it's a known actress. It's a known actress. Oh, she's, you know what, how I know her? She's Narcissa Malfoy. Oh, she's no, yeah, she died. Oh, she died? Yeah. Oh, that's right. She was, da- she was married to Damien. She was the one named married Lewis. to Damian Lewis? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Wow. I didn't put those two things together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was great. And I, oh, Helen McCrory. Helen McCrory. R.I.P. Helen McCrory. She, you were great. Yeah. Any other thoughts on Hugo? No. No, it's nice right. to watch a child actor that's not the worst. Yeah, that's let's go back to Paris, and it's midnight. It's midnight in Paris. All right, so first, uh, as always, yeah. we're Please, talking about yes. Woody Allen or Roman Polanski. Uh, Woody Allen's a piece of shit. Uh, we do not approve of his lifestyle. Uh, his lifestyle no, his, abusing yeah, children? Yeah, yeah. We don't approve, we don't appro- of, that. We don't approve of that lifestyle choice. Um, that being said, let's talk about the movie. Yeah, here's the problem with that, though. Because, because and this is true, I guess, of most no, I don't think all, but most Woody Allen movies yeah. is like that he's not in is that there's always he always has a proxy. Yeah. And watching it this time, I and I love Owen Wilson. Yeah. I, I think he's and he's so likable, so I think that's why for a long time I didn't really even notice it. Yeah. He's such a fucking Woody Allen in this movie. It's yeah. like he I found his character to be insufferable. Yeah. Well, also like watching this, I was like, oh well. 
at least this movie is like a little less cringy than like most of his stuff is. And then at the end, like the only person that understands him is, is Leia the, Sidhu, yeah. who's 17 years younger <laughs> yeah. than Owen Wilson. Yeah. And I was like, well, fuck, you can't, you couldn't even get through that nope. last six minutes without, nope. without oh, doing it. Yeah. Could you what, who does he walk off into the sunset with or yeah. the, the Paris in the rain with? Yeah. The, the young, hot French chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I love the idea too behind the movie. Like the, the thing of like, somebody who's obsessed with nostalgia and wanting to live in a different time period. And for me personally too, like if I could live in any other, if I could visit any time period, Paris in the twenties would be a really easy choice. Well, you're a Hemminghead, but I'm a real Hemminghead. I'm a big time. And I think also Corey Stoll is so fucking good as Hemingway in this. And you also, uh, have always said like you have the same like attitude as Zelda Fitzgerald. Mm. (laughs) Certainly have the same drinking problem as Zelda Fitzgerald. When we were in Paris, I don't know if I told you guys that I was in Paris. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. I was in La France. Yeah. That's what we call it mm-hmm. there, La France. Um, uh, I went to the cemetery and saw um, Gertrude Stein's grave. Wow. Great. And I was like... Midnight, I was like, Midnight in Paris. Paris. <laughs> like. Was she there when she you were like, <laughs> she, her ghost was. We had like, woo, midnight in Paris. <laughs> um, it was interesting watching this movie because there's so many people in this movie. Like the people I remembered versus the people I didn't. Yes. Like mm-hmm. that I remembered, like Allison Pill played Zelda Fitzgerald, and I remembered Nina Ariadna, but did not remember Marion Cotillard no, in not this at movie. All. No, did not remember that Tom Hiddleston plays F. Scott no, Fitzgerald which is in this crazy. movie. Yeah. And you know who I think is maybe the best at playing these other is is um, Adrian Brody. Yes. as Salvador mm-hmm. Dali when he's That's like great. Dali, <laughs> Dali. I was like, this is great. I like love it. Corey Another Stoll, thing I did it also great. Yeah, Crystal. It's, it's great. It's uh, the pe- like seeing those people kind of pop in and out is really fun. And like the, again at the end when there's Toulouse or Trek or whatever, it's like a that's like a fun thing. Again, the parts where he's back in the twenties are enjoyable to me. I just find everybody Rachel McAdams character. She plays it well, but that character, good lord, was she interested in him and her fiance for even one second of the movie? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, why would these people him? ever be? Why, why did they, they ever get this? Ever far? get engaged? There was like yeah. not one sentence, one anything where she seemed like she was remotely interested in him. No, she no. hates him. Yeah, and I don't blame her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame. I, that's the thing is, I'm firmly team no one here. Yeah. It's not like it's like, but he's such a. And it basically is just Woody Allen from Annie Hall when he, like, being annoyed with the other, you know, the yeah. intellectual, like, Yeah, guy. it's funny that they try and set up, because, like, it's like, yeah, Michael Machine, Michael Sheen's also, like, a bombastic prick, but, like, you also you're suck. annoying, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, talking about your fucking book and, like, your yeah. novel and whatever, and, like... If, so, if somebody came up to me and was like, let me tell you about my novel about a guy that works in a nostalgia shop, I'd be like, no thanks. No thank you. Didn't they make that into a movie with Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> what was that movie called? The Natalie Portman and Dustin Hoffman, weren't they in a movie that was like a nostalgia shop? I don't yes. know. <laughs> they were, yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but yes. It's but I'm like, going to tell you right now, if when, when like Kathy Miss, Bates... Mr. Magugan's <laughs> oh, wait. Magical Emporium, wait, something, yeah, something yeah, magical. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. I actually do remember that. Um, yeah, Wonder Emporium or yeah. something. Okay, 
when Gertrude Stein is like, I liked your book. It was good. And Hemingway read it. He liked it too. I'm like, Hemingway would not like this book. I know he would not like this book. Also, question. So his book was Mr. written. Magorium's Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium. Yeah. So his Had book was written in 2011. And it's about the past, which would have been, what, the 40s? The 50s? When is, when is his like shop of wonders have things from? I don't know, Andy. Read- I didn't read <laughs> Owen Wilson's fictional <laughs> when, But this is the question. You didn't get the copy I sent you? I didn't get it. Get- I emailed you a PDF so you could read it on the plane. <laughs> okay, here's the question. Though. Well, what, I fucked up. Whatever this hypothetical book won't be is. the last time. When they read the book, weren't they like, wait, what, like, what the fuck is this about? What are these things he's referencing? I, that's a great question. Yeah, when they're like, I have no nostalgia for this right. time period. <laughs> it's 30 years in the future. Years right. the future. But that never comes up. But maybe he was running a nostalgia shop for for like seventeen seventy six. I don't like that. The guy in his book is like is a real fucking hard on for yeah. the revolutionary period. I know there were some other like fundamental issues in this movie, but that just really bothered me. It's like, how does everyone <laughs> like his book? How do they understand his book? I don't. It makes it also no this sense. this movie. It was so much more lightweight than I even remembered. Like yeah. it was such like a trifle that yes. I was like, yeah, everyone thinks. A different time would have been better. I get it. Like, yeah. we've lived through that for five years now. Everyone thinks it used to be better. Yeah. Um, well, to be fair, it really did used to be <laughs> better. Yeah. Remember when Trump was president? That was better? <laughs> yeah. See? But here's... But, if I yeah. was living... Like, if if this happened to me, I would go back to election night 2016. <laughs> you know what this movie... And I'd be, like, <laughs> hanging out with, like, Steve Bannon. Okay, oh, okay. Man. Oh, now you got me going. Oh, what a magical Kelly night that would Conway be. What a, a magical bar. night. Mar- here's, or Mar-a-Lago. Here's, here, oh my God, that's so depressing. <laughs> here is what this movie is. You know what reminds, This is why this movie got made. Is, like, in, it, this is the equivalent of, like, you know Adam Sandler, like, ma- makes all these movies it, that just take place in, like, Hawaii? Because yeah. he just wants to go to on vacation to Hawaii with his friends? Yeah. That's, this is Woody Allen being... Like, well, he, I just want to go to Paris. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he went through this out. period where he was like, okay, I'm not making New York movies anymore. And every movie he made was just a different European yeah. capital. He did um, Mash Point in London, mm-hmm. and he did a couple in London. And then he went to Paris, and then he did the one with Javier Bardem in Spain, yeah. and he did Win in Rome. Vicky and it was just, in Barcelona. Yeah. yeah, he did all those things. Yeah, yeah, he just was like, I'm just going to, you know what? I feel like traveling. I feel like traveling. Also, just yeah. preparing in case there was a situation where he wouldn't be allowed back in the United States. Yeah, he was for like, some strange reason. He was like texting. He was like, Roman, Poland doesn't have an extradition policy, <laughs> correct, with the United States? What a gross fucking, first of all, what a gross, disgusting criminal yeah but then on top of that he seems like he must be insufferable yeah. oh my god you know how i knew this movie was written by a man <laughs> the Mary Marion cotillard maybe the most attractive woman <laughs> in the world was Gorgeous. suddenly interested in owen wilson and in love with his book after hearing two sentences mm-hmm. of it i, I love like, it oh only a man only i love a man. it yes i would write that 9-11 was an inside job <laughs> Oh, she's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think she also thinks that nobody, that the moon... Have you met my daughter, Annette? <laughs> and then Annette flies in. Oh, I would have loved this movie if that happened. She does look super hot in this movie, though. Like, yes. give me that wardrobe. Give yeah. me that wardrobe. What do you, how do you think that, you know what I want to, you know what I want to know more about is like, how did Zelda Fitzgerald react to that Xanax? Like, could mm. it have saved her oh, ultimately? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It was only the one, so she probably spent the rest of her days trying to... Uh, emulate that, exactly. Emulate yeah. that yeah. with other uh, things that would not emulate that, mm. that were not um, mood-adjusting. Um, 
in the same way. Probably led to her death earlier, honestly. Yeah, I was gonna say butterfly effect. Yeah, butterfly effect. Xanax like you effect. can't just be pop popping Xanax. Yeah, you can't just give Xannies to, to oldie <laughs> time celebrities. You can't give Xannies to Zelda Fitzgerald. Have we heard, learned nothing? <laughs> what is next? You're gonna fucking like uh, I can't think of anything. <laughs> what are you gonna give? Uh, here, here, hey, Ernest uh, Hemingway. Uh, hey, Dali, take this clonopin. <laughs> And then, then all of a sudden, all of his artwork makes sense, yeah. and we don't have that. He's just like a portrait artist, basically. Have people read a book about things that don't exist yet? <laughs> I mean, what are we going to do next? Exactly. Come on. But you know what? The po- Ooh, Sorry. You know what I did? This is the, the thing, the good part about this movie, though, I will say. Paris looks beautiful. Beautifully photographed. Yeah. Whoever the cinematographer. I mean, it's hard not to. The light is different there, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said that, and I know that sounds like... Like go fuck me, but go fuck me, but it is. It's the sun only shines on Paris. I looked better in Paris, for sure. Well, you were wearing that beret over your hair, Mm -hmm, so that's true. (laughs) I wore that beret a lot. All right, let's leave Paris and go to Oakland, California, and talk about Moneyball. Moneyball. This is another one of those movies that go down goes down pretty smooth. Listen, Andy and I are. Yeah, this huge is my ba- Paris. Huge baseball fans. So, you know, we love anything about baseball. I actually like this movie better than I remember liking it in 2011. Me too. I don't really remember caring much for it. I think because I've read the book and it's like, it's not the book. This movie is very different than the book. And I was like, hey, it's not the book. But now watching it with fresh eyes, love this movie. Yeah. You know um, why? Because they probably, because you, because it probably is not the, because it's not the book. Right, exactly. they were like, we need to make it well, into you couldn't, a movie. If you've read the book, you couldn't make the book into a movie. It's yeah. like a, literally a, about statistics. Like Soderbergh was supposed to make this movie and it was going to be like half doc. Like he was going to have like talking heads, like explaining like oh. Bill James stats, like throughout the movie. Um, and then he left and Bennett Miller took it over. Bennett Miller, I think is, I don't understand what his deal is. He's made three movies. Two of them got nominated for best picture. The other one got a best actor nomination and he's only made those three movies. Is that true? Yeah. He's only made Capote, Moneyball and Foxcatcher. That's it. That's crazy. I really did not like Foxcatcher. I know you didn't, but that's not, that's neither here nor there. It's just very weird that he hasn't made any other films because it doesn't seem like he's like, um, like a Todd Field who's just like, I'm not, I only want to make the movies I want to make because he like came aboard Moneyball. It's right. not like he had like developed Moneyball for 20 years and yeah. then was like, this is the movie I'm going to, so I don't, I don't know what his yeah, thing is. Yeah, the movie is. has like real style about it. Like yeah. it's really made by like a director. It's yeah. not just like, you know. It definitely has some Sorkin moments. Like oh, mm-hmm. for sure. there's like a ton of stuff where it's like, do yes. we need his daughter in this movie at all? No, but it's a no. Sorkin movie so you have to have, yeah. it has to end yeah. with a daughter. I was yeah. like, hey, you have a daughter. I guess that, is the reasoning we're giving the character to not go to Boston um, is because he needs to stay close to his daughter. But like her, like playing that song, like, and it's like, what's happening right yeah, now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing that, to do with the yeah, rest of the yeah. movie. Let's get back to Jonah Hill. Okay. <laughs> he's really funny in this. He's great in this movie. And it's interesting to see Chris Pratt be play like a human being. Yeah. Yeah. I did think the top part where Scott Hadower goes to Hillsong was a little strange. <laughs> I was hey. like, what does this have to do with him being good at taking pitches? But maybe it's his connection with God. I don't know. Does Moneyball work? That's my question, I guess. Because so every it's time an I watch this movie, question. Maddie's always like, well, Moneyball, you know. So the <laughs> Oakland A's have been for a team that's consistently had one of the lower salaries in the league 
pretty successful, but they've never won a World Series. Mm. Um, they kind of consistently have been a team that makes the playoffs and then gets immediately eliminated. Mm. So, sort of. Well, and I remember the big criticism of the movie and the book was it leaves out the reason they were actually good that year, which was their phenomenal starting pitching, and they also had yeah. the MVP of the league in Miguel Tejada. Right. Neither of those things mentioned in the movie. Yeah. Mm. And that was actually why they were good. Right. Not because Scott Hatterberg had right. like a 350 on base percentage or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like an interesting way to go into like a premise, but yeah. the like actual facts of the story don't back up what this movie is. Yeah. But I don't think that matters because like the movie's trying to tell a say, story about something bigger than yeah. the specifics of the Oakland A's. Yeah. I'm I more, I am interested enough that it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't care. The other that. interesting. Quit! Casting, which, um. <laughs> Which wouldn't bother most people, and he's great in the movie. It's clearly he's doing a favor for Ben and Miller. Andy and I grew up with Art Howe as the manager of the Astros. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman could not look less like Art Howe. <laughs> like, like aside from them dyeing his hair like white blonde, like Art Howe was basically also like probably bald at that. Like I think at that. But point. But babe, if you can get PSH, Listen, you're gonna get right, PSH. Right. I'm not mad about it. I love PSH. Yeah. Listen, give me every. Ounce of PSH we got, look, we're blessed. Yeah, I'd we like had to him see for a far too short period of time. Yeah. I'm glad we got him in this movie. Um, here was my nitpick: uh, Could he walk his daughter to the fucking gate post 9/11, <laughs> post the worst day? I don't think so. Great point. I hadn't even considered. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. Also, take the money, Billy. I mean, it wasn't like he lived with his daughter anyways. No. That's the thing I don't really understand. But, I don't know. Doing something for your daughter is like the middle square of Aaron Sorkin Bingo. So you, you, gotta, you gotta have the daughter. I did think it was weird that his wife, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but his ex-wife was like her new boyfriend or new husband, like, didn't know basically what baseball was. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I guess maybe you go for the complete opposite, but I feel like if your ex-husband was one of, 30 people that has a job in America, like you would, you would kind of like know what's going on, but. Well, that, wouldn't that be a big part of your life too, that you would like be sort of sharing with, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. So Brad Pitt won an Oscar for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is this the second best Brad Pitt? No. No. What would, what is better than this? I don't know. Other things. <laughs> I, I I love Brad Pitt in this. I, I, I think, think he's great. A great in, use of Brad Pitt. I think he's great in this too. But there's got to be. I mean, he's better in Seven, right? I don't know. I think you probably could argue, based on the people that were nominated, that maybe he should have won Best Actor, which we'll probably yes. talk about at some point. Yes, sure. This. I guess that's more what I'm saying. Because of it, the people that because it did this seem year. like to to my recollection that the it was between Clooney and Jean Dujardin. Yes, yes, everyone I, thought I it like, was going to be one or the other. Right, but. I think you could say it's a better pit performance. Um, well, he's never like bad. That's no, no, he's thing. never bad. But this to me was like, oh, this is he should have won the Oscar for this. Just considering who the other nominees were. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was a great use of of him and like his star power. Yeah. And yeah. you needed it for a movie like this. I mean, this movie does. I mean, his good. second best performance is Rusty Ryan in Ocean's Eleven. Oh, yeah, probably, there we go. Probably fair. Yeah. Probably fair. Um, but that's not going to win an Oscar because the Oscars are Oh, he up. was in 12 Years a Slave, too. He's pretty good in that. Yeah, but it's a pretty small role. Yeah. Sure. 
Sure. Uh, Jonah Hill, also great. I remember Jonah Hill, great in this, this movie. was in yeah. 2011. It's like, oh, Jonah Hill. Oh, Inglorious Bastards, too, oh. guys. Inglorious okay. Bastards. I'm, Come on. I think I'm wrong. I might like him better in this than Oh, Inglorious no. Bastards. That, no, the end, that part in Inglorious Bastards yeah. when he's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like You're I'll right. get chewed. He goes, I got chewed. I'll get chewed out. Okay, I've been chewed out before. So this is number three. Okay, that's three. fair. We agree on that. Great. Let's do it. Oh. So one of the reasons we had to have Andy back for this episode is we've only once before talked about Terrence Malick on this pod when we talked about the Thin Red Line in the 1998 Oscar race, 2011. What many people consider one of, if not the best film. Of the 2010s, Terrence Malick's Tree of Life. Wait, what? Who considers it one of the best? Tons of critics. Oh, okay. Tons well, of, I should tell right, of, you right off the top. I didn't make it through this movie. <laughs> didn't. And I know you're going to be mad at me, but I don't know if I told you this. I went to France <laughs> and I gave myself a gift. And the gift was, you're not going to feel bad about not finishing Tree of Life. Maybe Terrence Malick should have just been a cinematographer. You know, he just loves beautiful Bold. shots. This movie looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just what he should have done. <laughs> uh, Lubeski, uh, cinematographer on this. Um, yeah. Better than Thin Red Line, whoever did that movie. Yeah. His movies work better when he's got a great cinematographer. Yeah. Um, I just feel like he just, like, that's all he cares about. And maybe he, like, he doesn't have the actual talent to actually do it. But I feel like he cares about like how shots are set up so much more than anything else that goes into making a film. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, plot or story. Because here's the thing. This is what this movie... Dialogue. Going in like and sitting in this movie, it's like if I went to Louis C.K.'s hotel room. It's like, <laughs> I did not consent to you masturbating in front of me for two hours and 15 minutes, Terrence Malick. Wow. That's... Wow. Do you want to know how far I made it in this movie? Should we play that game? What do you think the over under is? Okay, 25 minutes. I will say, my main memory of seeing this movie in the movie theater, I saw it at Arclight, opening weekend, Wow! all of the walkouts during the dinosaur sequence. So I'm going to bet you made it. Did you see the dinosaurs? Did you make it to the dinosaurs? No, I did not. Oh, there's dinosaurs in this movie. I did not see the dinosaurs. You want to know what's you, you want to want to know what's interesting because so I went into this movie knowing I didn't I really disliked it the first time I saw it. In my rankings in in 2011 of films I saw, I had it as my second worst. The only one I had as worst was Your Highness. <laughs> wow, those are that's so that's bold. But you know, in a post like 17 minutes, by the way, that's how much <laughs> in case in case people were wondering. 17 Clo- closest continue. without going closest over. without going over. Yeah. I went over. Oh, you went over. You yeah. went over. Um, but Andy went way further over. But like in a post like David Lowry world, like I loved a ghost story. There were, I didn't love the Green Knight, but there were elements of the Green Knight I really loved. I was like, maybe, like I actually sort of liked A Hidden Life, Terrence Malick's last film. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, maybe I'm more open to this now. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I'm like ready for it. And my big takeaway is what are those dinos up to? I would love a <laughs> sequel just about the dinos. Hey, can I ask you to read whatever, what was the sentence that you, what was this about? Hey, what's this movie about? I just have to, I just. So this movie is about, and this is what it says in IMDb. Wait, but read it, read, read. Oh, I just said a, oh, it's at the end here. 
A family's story is told with impressionistic jumps through time. Okay. So then what does it say? What does IMDb say? So it's about a family in 1956 Waco, which I can only assume this is about him. Like Sean Penn is Terrence Malick. I would love it if this was like, this is like the origin story of um, like the Magnolia brand and like Chip and Joanna Gaines. (laughs) There was a very brief period of time in this movie that you did not get to that I was like, oh, this is, no, this is going to get interesting for a second because it's about like a budding psychopath. Yes. Because there's a moment where the kid like makes his brother like put his hand over the BB gun and then like shoots him in the hand. And then like he makes his brother like smile, like he puts his fingers on his, and I was like, oh, this is like a Joker origin story. <laughs> but that's literally like six minutes of the film. Wait, is it, that is that away. Brad Pitt's kid that does that? Yes, yeah. it's They're the right it's like kids. the Ty Sheridan, the younger version of Sean Penn is the one right. that does it. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, because there's three kids. One of them dies when he's like 20 or whatever, right? Yes. And then the other two. I mean, Sean Penn's like the only one that we continue to spend time with. Okay. I'm going to jump in off the counter real quick. Please. Um, so I famously hated, hated, despised the Thin Red Line. Famously. Yeah. And I remember having a similar experience to you, watching this movie and being like, oh, I hate this. I have a confession to make. I kind of really like this movie. Oh. I know. I know. Mm. I didn't know if I should uh, come I, in or not. I honestly can't be mad about it because I didn't. I <laughs> you should have just stuck it with it for minutes. another. You, once you get past the dinosaurs, it really opens it up. It picks up. Yeah. I, sh- I did not. Listen, there's some imagery. There's that great scene of like the kids running through the DDT that I remembered, like, I think it's an amazing... But, like, the last 10 to 15 minutes of this movie, Megan, which I encourage you just to watch this... Yes. ...is literally just people, Sean Penn, Jessica Chastain, all-time periods, just people wandering around on a beach, and it's like Terrence Malick was like, okay, so just wander, find your space. It's like viewpoints, like a viewpoint (laughs) exercise. Okay, and now just... Okay, Sean, go touch Jessica's hair. Just keep touching her hair. Okay, now Jessica touched one of the kids' faces and touched his face. I'll tell you what, I will not. Okay, and now walk into the water and now just walk That location the beach. was beautiful, wherever that was. Beautiful location. Sure. Beautiful locations all around, including, I don't know if you recognize Houston, Texas. For no, three yeah. periods of this movie. I just wrote, I don't get it. <laughs> My main issue with the movie was they have like the first 20 minutes of the movie, which is all like this impressionistic stuff. Yeah. And then it goes back to the beginning of time, which you really miss. It does go back to literally oh, the Big Bang. Shit. That's the That's where we always get the dinosaurs. Right. How'd they get that footage? It's, <laughs> it's really amazing, actually. It's wow. very impressive. Yeah, it's actual footage from the Big Bang. Yeah. It's not CGI. It's real, actual footage. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah. And then from that point, it becomes a pretty linear story. Like, strange, but linear. Yeah. So I don't understand why they did, did the first 20 minutes. If, I feel like it was just a choice to be like, look how artsy and like yeah. disorienting I can be. But if you take that out and just start from the Big Bang, I think the movie is like tells a story, unlike Thin Red Line, where there was just like a bunch of bullshit happening. This is like an actual, like an impressionistic story, but right. like a plot. There is a plot to this movie. So what do you like more, Thin Red Line or this movie? And I mean, I put like in quotes. I guess I would say... I find more of the imagery arresting in this movie, so I guess I would say Tree of Life. But well, fuck, I, I watched the wrong Terrence Malick. But here's the thing: I don't like either of them. Okay, good to know. <laughs> so, it's, it's I, okay. I can't necessarily defend my point. I just I don't yeah. know. Whatever is in the right mood for this movie, mm. 
Yeah. Also, they have an exhibit at the Academy Museum. Oh. Have, have I mentioned I work at the Academy Museum? Tell me more. About Levesky and his cinematography. Oh. So I've been watching a lot of scenes from this movie. Just Gimo. like with haunting music on a loop. Yeah. Um, so maybe I was just like in the right headspace to like sure. meet it where it is at this yeah. point in my life. But I don't know. I just found it really beautiful. That's so funny how we meet diff- we meet things differently. Like I, I met France this week. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. And years ago you'd be like, what is this? Baguette. Yeah. Uh, bizarre. And maybe I'd be, in, maybe at that time in my life, I will be into meeting tree of life, but yes. tree of life knocked on my door. And I said, because we I will say, out. in 2011, I also hated this movie. No. And I feel like I'm just now in a different place where I was like, you know what? Yeah. I kind of like this movie. I did not expect to at all. I got to tell you, I, I am concerned about the time in my life that I am that I'm going to meet the tree of life. <laughs> I feel like that's when... Listen, I'll, I'll turn back, I'll revisit it at 48, I guess. Every 10 years, I'll dip in on tree of life. And I mean, as a learn from this movie, like, what is time anyways? It's true. What is time? Time it's is a flat circle. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Penn can touch his mother's hair. Yeah. 30 years later. So beach. what is time? Yeah. Let's talk about War Horse. Back to France. Back to France. Back to La France. So this movie is like um, the red violin if the red violin was a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that was on the poster. They really should have put that yeah. on the poster. I cried about uh, this movie a lot. I, this is one of the movies I cried at a lot. But again, it's because I was, might have been because I was on the plane. Although anything, listen, I don't even consider myself like a huge animal, like I obviously love animals. I'm not yeah. a psychopath, but like, I'm not like one of those people that's like, right. everything they see. But whenever there's like animals in movies that are like hurt, I'm always like, I don't want to watch this. I can't do this. I don't want to watch this. I can't. I don't have it. Yeah. And there's a lot of that in this movie. Um, so the whole appeal of this. You know how you can tell there's a I should have known that going in because it's called. <laughs> War. Right, right. One of the words is horse, the other is war. So the They're in- probably going to intersect. The interesting thing about this is, so it's based on a play, but the whole appeal of the play was the puppetry mm. of the horse. The horse is both um, Joey and uh, whatever, Top, the, the big black right. stallion, mm-hmm. um, were like these like really like incredible like large puppets that were manned by like 15 people. Like, sure. So that was like the reason people went to see this play. It wasn't because of the story. Sort of weird to think of it as like a which makes play. it which sort of makes it weird. I feel like that they were like, you know, what we should adapt into a movie with real horses <laughs> is War Horse. It's also weird because I feel like a lot is hinged on like the emotion of the horses, which yeah. you couldn't mm-hmm. really do with real horses, but with puppets, I'm sure would have been yeah amazing. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, I felt some emo- I felt oh, some I did stuff too, with Joey. But yeah. like, um, I will say also for me, Jeremy Irvine wasn't it. Like they needed to find a stronger actor for that role. Yeah. I just found him sort of That's the kid, annoying. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of yeah. Like I thought that the segments with uh Warhorse <laughs> um <laughs> With, like, other people, like, the yeah, brief, like, Tom Hiddleston stuff. I was yeah. like, I'm more interested in this because Tom Hiddleston's a good actor. Yeah. And I saw, like, watching him beat Benedict Cumberbatch. And I, isn't it crazy that Benedict Cumberbatch, like, before he was Sherlock, just had, like, a 10-year career playing, like, soldiers. Yes. And then now he's Doctor Strange and also just British soldiers in yes. movies. Like, those are, like... Yeah, he's a weird... He also is one of those people that seems, like, probably insufferable. Maybe mm-hmm. that's just the Sher- his Sherlock, but right. he seems like he'd be a pain in the ass. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. He, the kid also was like oddly, I mean, I get that this is why the movie, this is the reason for the season, but he was so oddly obsessed with the horse from yeah. like birth on. I'm like, are you on the spectrum? Like what's going, not, not there's anything wrong with that. I'm just, I'm yeah. like, is there like, why do you love the horse so much? Why do you love the horse so much? But you know, can you imagine being the guy that uh, just keeps coming to the farm to belittle the weird kid and his horse? Like, just day after day comes and is like, you're never going to plow that farm. <laughs> like, he would want that. It's, it's the wrong kind of horse. It's a small horse. Shouldn't he want them to succeed so that he can get paid? Like, I think that would be, yeah. it'd be more of a pain to move them out and then get another tenant and then you have to wait on more rent. I'm just yeah. like, why? Like, you, you want them. You want it to go well. Yeah, I mean, then he goes to France, which is what we should all do, except, uh-oh, <laughs> don't go to France during, during World, World War I. Oh, worst time to go to That's France. That's not a good time yeah, to go okay. to France. Okay. Well, the worst time, one of the worst times. Do you think that would have been a more interesting midnight in Paris if Owen Wilson had gone <laughs> into the trenches, like, in World War I? He'd I would have liked like, to have seen that character be shot in the trenches, so <laughs> yeah. I think that would have he worked like for just, me. He just, like, jumps on war horse and is, like, ridden straight to the Somme. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, oh, you can't, the, the, the smells here, it's incredible. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he was talking it's about. mustardy. Mustardy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, um, that was scary. I mean, Steven Spielberg is a good director. So be, like the, the, the battle scenes and everything were like very effective. Yeah. I got a little, I got a little choked up when, yeah. when. Blind Billy, whatever his name is, <laughs> we met out with Joey. Yeah. Or, well, and the scene, I think probably the best scene in the movie is the scene where they're cutting the, um, the cutting Joey out of the barbed wire. Out of no man's land. Yeah. yeah. Out of no man's land. The, the German soldier when he comes yeah. and they're like talking and whatever. And That's I think the that kid was... from the reader, I think. Is it? Is oh, it? no. He's, no, he's the kid, I think, that when it's the guy and the brother. And they have a horse. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's the kid from the reader. Oh, oh that, yeah, that he fucks might. Kate Winslet yeah, that fucks Kate and Winslet. grows up to be Ray. And then the two of them get shot, which yeah. is also pretty sad. And then that da- the daughter dies too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you don't find we that don't out. See that? But he he's says like, I bought it for everything. her. Yeah. So you're thinking, oh, it's yeah. for her. And then he's yeah, her name was Emily. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like, who is this movie for? Yeah. It's like a war movie where there's no blood and violence. So clearly, like, but then like the kids die. I'm gonna be honest with with you. It's for horse aficionados. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also, for people that like horsies. Like also, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> also, is there ever been better casting than Eddie Marson as the guy you get to shoot a horse? Like, I can't think yeah. of someone yeah. in... I like him. I think he's a great actor. He's in a ton of good stuff. Yeah. But, like, if I was like, we got to get a guy that looks like he'd shoot a horse. <laughs> hey, can you see what Eddie Marson is up to? Make sure he's not doing a Mike Lee movie right now. Aww. We need him to come shoot this horse. He's got a real, like, like cockney like yeah. look, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It was sad. It's wild to me that Spielberg did not get nominated for Best Director and Woody Allen did. It mm-hmm. mm-hmm. feels like a real thing. Yeah. It would only it was in 2011. So, yeah, it was so beautifully... Even the last shot of, like, the sun setting and, like, him coming like him coming home to his parents. Emma, Wa- Emma Watson? No, em- Emily, Emily Watson. Emily Watson. Um, was so so beautiful, oh, yeah. like, backlit and the whole thing. Didn't they not... Didn't he, like, not get nominated, though, between, like, Saving Private Ryan and, like, Lincoln or I something? So, there was, yeah. like, this, like, 15-year stretch that he was making, like, three movies every two years. But we're saying this is what this podcast is about. That makes no sense. Right. 
the Oscar should have gone to. So the Oscar should. That's what this right. is about. It's right. not like there's a rule. Unless, I don't know, we got the guy that works at the Academy Museum here. Oh, maybe is there's there a, a rule. Is there like a war room where they all get together and they're like, okay, we've all, so we've decided we're not going to nominate Steven Spielberg for X number of years. Tom Hanks war can't horse? have another nomination no for 20 room. years. No war room. No war room. No. But no there war is a war horse. But there is, is there a, a war horse exhibit? Is the horse on the exhibit there? <laughs> I'll have to talk to them about that, sadly. I, I they don't want to break like it to a, you. I think the horse might not be alive I was going to say, the glue that horse, the horse was made into. Horses live a long time. Do they? Yeah. It's been 10 years. Horses live like 30, 35 years. No. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. Horses horses still look good. Well, not all horses. Not not most war horses. No, most war horses do not do as well. I was sad when Tom Hiddleston died. Yeah. He's hot, by the way. He just see when you just see War Horse running without Tom Hiddleston. It was that was a cool, but that was a cool way of doing that. Do you think though it's because he was a variant and he um he like uh was able to that's a low key. Yeah, I know, I got it. Good bit. (laughs) Good bit. Thanks. All right. Let's talk about the best picture winner from 2011, The Artist. Oh, well. She's broken into her toy. That's great. Um, The Artist. So the Academy famously likes to um, award, you know, movies about Hollywood. This movie feels like the ultimate Hollywood reach around. This is (laughs) the wildest movie to have won best picture this year. It is. It's really incredible. Wow. It's like, what if there was, what if we did Singing in the Rain, but like no dialogue? (laughs) Yeah, and also, what if like now that you're watching it ten years later, you're like, "Ooh, did George just get canceled like immediately?" Like when he's just like, like looking at showgirls, yeah. and he's like, "That one's mine now." Like, yeah. come on, George. Come on, George. Gross. Um. Yeah, this movie is boring. There's like, I'm sorry to say, like that sounds so like. <laughs> There's no talking. I'm bored. It's in black and white. Like, whatever. But it is. It just is such a... It's a real tale as old as time. Where it's like, one guy... Yeah, someone's on the way up and someone's on the way down. Yeah. And it's just and set you, at the back. Would backdrop. you say they were barely even friends? Yes, I would. I would say they were. Ba- they barely knew each other. And she was oddly obsessed with him. Which is, by the way, super creepy on her part to buy up all his shit. And I just like, you know, that when we got to the part where somebody bends, I was like, I'm out. I gotta go. I gotta go. This movie is just, it's not for me. And yeah. I remember even at the time, I think when I watched it, I was like, mm, mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's, you know, it's I would like, say the movie is small to say the least. <laughs> When my when when Maddie and I went and saw it for the first time in 2011, we were both a little scared, neither one prepared. Oh, that's a guys. We're talking about a best picture nominated film. Yeah, we that's are. Very good point. Movies, yeah, so. that that movie nominated. This yes. movie won. Yeah. What? It's wild. It's yeah. wild. When you look back at the history of like Oscars the last twenty years, this is the one where you're like, wait, what happened? Wait, what? What? what I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A a French made movie <laughs> with mostly American actors, you know, mostly American actors in black and white and silent. That one. None of whom have gone on to like do anything else really. The director won Best Director. Yeah. It- Just basically went back to France, made right. movies in France. Yeah. The- Jean Dujardin was in. That fucking George Clooney movie. Monuments, man. And then... Mm-hmm. That was it. That was it. Yep. Yeah. And the girl, by the way, 
the Berenice Bejo. Has poor, not made another movie in that English. Poor, that poor girl also, the, she goes through the whole thing. It's basically, I mean, it's his movie, but also like she's, the, uh, you know, the second. She's Poppy Miller. She, she's Poppy Miller. <laughs> Didn't, couldn't give her a line. <laughs> couldn't give her, like at the end, John Goodman gets a line. Yeah. Uh, Jean Dujardin gets a line. Does she not speak any English is my question. She could learn. She, she could, says, oh, she, she's, he says with pleasure. She could say right away. She could say anything. They, I, she go, we go through this whole movie never hearing her voice. I hate, I didn't, I know it's a no for me, dog. All I can think is that there were like a bunch of Oscar voters watching this and they were like, I remember the crash. <laughs> I remember when talkies came along and took Gloria Swanson's career. Sure. We played Pinnacle. I feel like the people that made this movie were like shocked at one an Oscar. I feel like it yeah. was just like, let's do this experiment. Like this will be just yeah. like a fun little experiment. To just see if we can pull it off. I we do think like, like I thought like the glass, like the sound of the glass is a cool reveal. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. But then like. Keep chatting my dog. But then like the nightmare, the sound nightmare he has, like it's just garbage filmmaking. I thought I was like, this isn't good. Like you should have just quit while you were ahead. And then there were like multiple things that happened. And I get like, it's based on like, silent films but i wanted it to be like when he's in the theater with the dog i just wanted an usher to be like sir i don't care how famous you are this is 1932 you can't bring a dog into the movie theater i will say if the oscars were more fun they should have given an oscar to that dog yeah the dog was great yeah like oh. the dog like one of the best dogs i've seen in a movie at a long time i also think i love that dog more dog i think it is important yeah more horse and war horse i thought more, more horse dog and, and more the dog artist. yeah um i did think that uh they do teach you some important lessons. Like, don't burn film in your own home. No. Very flammable. Very flammable. I learned that from Inglorious Bastards. Don't yeah. go to Paris in a war. Don't burn film. Okay, make, just make a list of all the things mm-hmm. I'm learning here today. Life lessons from I feel like at, even though you have this great trained dog, by the time the dog got back with the cop who didn't really know what was going no. on, he would have died of smoke inhalation. Why did he have to go to a fucking cop, too? Can't he just, like, what did the cop do that anybody outside that house couldn't do? Yeah. Like, let's be real. The old woman had to convince the cop to go. Yeah. Copaganda. That's what this movie is. Also, the people are culpable that are just standing there watching yeah. smoke pour out. Like, the dog could have come out and, you know. I did like later. You don't need we a got cop an- is what I'm saying. I like that later we got another cop that was played by the guy from Coach, though. Oh, yeah, that was cool. It was weird in this movie seeing, like, recognizable people like James Cromwell and yeah. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Like, it just took you out of the world. Yeah, it, it absolutely takes you out of the world, yeah. It, yeah, and the guy from, from Coach who's in, like, a ton of shit. Um, is this movie about a guy who's afraid of talking? Is that what we're supposed to take away from it? That he's, like, but afraid he of his own voice? Yeah, he probably started talking and probably fucking never sh- shut up. Poppy, Poppy got him just got, got him to stop start talking and yeah. that was the beginning of the end of even like when you when they try and do the fake like he killed himself like you know that he didn't because you know this movie would never like go to a dark place like that no. so you know it's going to be something else so it's not even a good like reveal of that fake and also by the way if he's at the point where he's putting a gun in his mouth and then she walks in and he's like hey I'm like no like he Something is amiss. Yeah, also when they're like laughing at the dog, I was like, he just took his gun that he keeps in a velvet case, which is like... Weird. Red flag, red flag, <laughs> red flag, red flag, okay? This is Twitter right now. Mm-hmm. Um, go get some mental health. Yeah. Men- mental, mental health. Mental health. Like, don't... Yeah, get that... Mental health help. 
fill that bar, you know? Yeah. We need you to get some help. Yeah. And you know what isn't going to do it? Dancing. Dancing. Nah, we're just going to dance. Yeah. She's like, I've got an idea. Although that dance at the end, I will say, is yeah. easily the best part. Yes. I'll you watch can that. tell, though, that he has made, like, a ton of films in France, like, that he's, like, a guy who, like, also dances, and that she is not a dancer. Yeah. She hits the steps, but you can see on her face she's very concentrated on hitting the steps. She's thinking about whereas it. Whereas he seems very much like... Sure. Yeah, he can do it again. You know who could not do it again? She could not. She probably... <laughs> When he was like, my pleasure, she was probably like, (laughs) it would be nice if we could have heard that from her is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Give her a, but I'm Poppy Miller. She was very pretty. Maybe she has like a Lana. She's married to the director. Oh, she is. Maybe she has like a Lana, um, Lana, Lana Lane. What is her name in Singing in the Rain? Maybe that's her voice. Lana. Oh, no. Cause she's in the talkies. Yeah, but I mean, like in, oh, real, in real life. I, that's in real life. No, that's she's why been. I've never... seen her in another film. She's actually in an Asghar Farhadi film called The Past, oh. where she speaks French. But. I was going to say, Elle uh, parle français. Yeah, see, si. is that is that French? Oh, uh, oui. comme moi. Uh, oui. Oh, what? Sorry, you, you've lost me. I don't know the strange <laughs> languages you're speaking. Okay, so before we go on to some other films from the year, God, there were nine movies. We have to rank the nominees in order. And we'll start with Andy. I gotta say, Craig, when I told my mom, who, by the way, was your sixth grade math teacher, just for the people at home. That's true. That's true. The list of these nominees, and then I was watching them for your podcast, she said, you are a good friend. (laughs) And I have to say, looking back at this list, I do agree with her. That's true. I am a good friend. Um, I would like to point out, I gave Andy the option of doing something from the 50s or doing 2011. Did you? chose 2011. Did I choose this? Yeah. You did this to yourself. God, that was back when I was drinking. <laughs> I don't. I do not remember that. I don't know why I chose that. This that, maybe was worse because you had to watch. More. I had to watch nine of them. Yeah, bad job by me. Yeah. Well, got no one to blame but myself. <laughs> Story of all my problems. Uh, number nine is, of course, incredibly loud. Extremely loud. The fact that I can't remember the order that the words go in says yeah. everything you need to know about the movie. The loud, close one. Um, number uh, uh, next would be Midnight in Paris. For me. Mm-hmm. Uh, next would be The Help. Okay. Then I'm going to go Hugo. I'm going to go The Artist, which I did not really enjoy, but I thought was well done for what it is. I never want to watch it again. It's insane that it won Best Picture. It's insane that it was a movie that like people went to see. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. It was actually like a pretty modest hit, if I remember correctly, in 2011. Insane. Yeah. Like, people are going to look back at them and like, what was going on in 2011? I don't understand movies. Uh, and then we get to movies that I actually enjoyed. Um, the Descendants. Uh, Tree of Life. Mm-hmm. War Horse. And number one, the movie about baseball. My true love. The thing that I want a shirt about. And then it's Moneyball. All right, Meg. Okay. So I guess... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, okay. So, uh, the tree of life, I guess, cause I only watched, only watched 17, 17 minutes, minutes of it. Uh, extremely. Did you see how I started writing it. Yeah. I that? saw that. I saw that. Um, those were bad. Um, fuck. What other movies were there? <laughs> um, I think the artist 
was not good. I did not enjoy that. Um, and then I guess uh, this is hard. Uh, None of I the think, above. I think the Descendants. Okay. Okay. And then uh, Midnight in Paris. And that's just because of Paris. Right. Let's be clear. And, oh, oh, God, I forgot about Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> then um, Hugo. Okay. And then um, the, the Help. Okay. And then War Horse. Okay. And then Moneyball. About that. That sounds right. You guys love horse that horse. You love that horse. Not really. I don't. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put extremely loud last, and then the tree of life, and then midnight in Paris, and then the artist, and then. War Horse, Hugo. What do you have against horses? <laughs> the Help, The Descendants, which I guess I like better than you guys. But I also have Moneyball as number one of the movies nominated. Um, are there any other films from the year that uh, you wanted to touch on, Andy, Meg? Um, it shouldn't be an Oscar movie, but one movie from this year that I did really like and I wanted to shout out was uh, The Muppets. Oh. Uh, the well done. Very well done. I remember enjoying it back in 2011. I Is that the Jason Siegel? Yeah. 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 Really enjoy it. Very like clever, very meta. Yeah. Like legitimate laughs in it. So not an Oscar movie, but a fun movie. Yeah. Um, but the uh, Beginners, or Beginners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this movie, but also I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I haven't gone back and watched it. Um, Me neither. Since I remember really liking it. I remember liking it, and I remember thinking like. The Christopher Plummer stuff was much more interesting than the all the rest yeah, of the stuff. It feels like like the, the style's like a little too much. Like it's a little too like it's cute too cute by half. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like I like the filmmaker. Like it's like Mike Mills, clearly a really good filmmaker. Like yeah. good performances, like interesting, affecting. But it's just like leaves me a little cold. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it really feels like a movie I should like more than I like. Yeah. Right. I think that's fair. I mean, I would definitely put it over like most of these movies. Right. Yeah. Like if the Oscars like release the same set of movies and then the Oscars happened this year, like it would definitely be nominated. Right. For sure. Like I feel like people are more open to style now. Yeah. Yeah. But like not a movie that I'm like mad that it right. didn't win or wasn't nominated. Yeah. But a movie I enjoyed. Um, so you gave me a separation, mm-hmm. which I had never seen before, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. It's a brilliant fucking movie. It's the best movie of this year by a mile. And <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. If you've not watched this movie, I can't even, I can't even tell you. Bald my fucking eyes off, my, my fucking eyes out on the plane. Got off the plane, rewatched it just to make sure that I was like, did I, re- is this like that good? And it really is that good. It's an amazing movie. Incredible film. Um, Asghar Farhadi, if you're uh, if you're looking for it, um, who has a new movie coming out this year? I'm very excited about called A Hero. Um, 
if you guys listen to Pod, you know I'm sort of a, a Farhadi fan. You love a Farhadi. Um, I think I had a You're separation. You're not Fairweather Farhadi. No, 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 no. I like all of his movies. You know, a lot of people don't like Everyone Knows, the movie he made with Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem, which is not like on the level of a separation, but I think is a good film. I like The Past, which people don't tend to like um, as much. Uh, but The Salesman um, and A Separation, I think, are both just excellent movies. Um, he just builds the world so well, and mm-hmm. there's, like, so many, like, little things that happen that, like, come back around at the end of the movie. Um, and just so... And I I have to tell you, it's the type of movie that I'm into in that it's miserable. Yes. Just, just people, good people in bad situations, and it's just... Yeah, and making, like, the smallest bad decision, mm-hmm. like ruins your entire life yeah pretty much yeah. it's so sad um i rewatched a bunch of stuff from this year because i kind of wanted to go back and look at like other movies i had in my personal top 10 since outside of moneyball and descendants from 2011 nothing else was there um i rewatched drive oh oh wait i forgot about drive which um i love the style of still um the christina hendrix death like is still like shocking like i remembered that it happened but didn't remember how it happened and when it happened i was like oh fuck i forgot right. about that um it's weird that he made this movie and then made one of the worst movies of the 2010s with only god knows uh with ryan gosling again that movie is awful um win-win i love win-win yeah, well my close personal friend paul giamatti is yeah, in it your good friend paul Polly g Polly g my gal, Amy Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, just a great, just a great little slice of life. Uh, I wish I'd read this. I forgot that was 2011. Yeah. yeah good movie. One of his better ones, I think too. Is yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like him as a, f- a filmmaker. I, I haven't seen the cobbler because it's roundly hated, but, um, I saw 10 minutes of the cobbler yeah. and that was all I needed to see. Yeah. Um, but I think when next to, probably for me next to spotlight, I think when wins mm-hmm. probably my second favorite, even though the visitor and station agent are quite good. Um, Bridesmaids. Listen, you know, it's a comedy. Like, comedies rarely get nominated, although Midnight and Paris did. So, like, I get it's Woody Allen. He has, like, this thing, but it's, like... But Bridesmaids is actually it's, funny. It's, like, actually funny. Yeah. Um, and, like, it really holds up, too. Every yeah. every scene in Bridesmaids is is fucking a riot. And then the, the, my, one of my favorite parts of Bridesmaids, if I may, is when she fucking makes that cupcake for herself. We talked about this, yeah, I think. Yeah, when we talked about comedies from the 2010s. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it. It's very touching and it's a little sad. Sad and, like, and yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful moment. Um, speaking of genre, I rewatched Girl with Dragon Tattoo. Also, the Fincher version, which I think, which I personally think is Fincher's most underrated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like excellent. It's because it's doing the book and because I think he thought he was making the other movies, it goes on a little bit too long because it has to set up all the rest of that stuff. So yeah. it finishes the book. Like I had forgotten that like the Stellan Scar- Scarred scene is like 45 minutes before the end of the movie. Yeah, it do- that they solve the, yeah. the whole mystery before. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's excellent. Disturbing though. And then the other movie I want to talk about that I think people should revisit if you haven't seen is Jeff Nichols' Take Shelter. Mm. Which, which our favorite is our girl Jess Chastain, Jess Chastain, wow. and our boy Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Um, I think Michael Shannon is unbelievable. Like, again, we will probably talk about at some point Best Actor 2011. The fact that Michael Shannon not only wasn't nominated for an Oscar but wasn't nominated for any precursor awards. When like, like I said, I like Drive, but like Ryan Gosling was getting nominated. And basically, just like looks cool in yeah. a jacket for the whole whole of drive literally he just walks Um, to cool music and yeah yeah, and what michael shannon is doing to play 
someone losing their mind yeah. so convincingly and, and, and not over the top at all, which for Michael Shannon, I feel like is as easy as breathing because yeah. he like, he breathes over the top. Yeah. It's such a, it's such an actual real person. It's yeah. upsetting. And the end shot of this movie, like I will never forget as long as I live. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So check out that movie. But the best movie of 2011 for me is a separation. I gotta say, uh, I know how much you love this movie. Oh no! And I, I no, I, no, I like this movie. I do like this movie. Oh no! Andy. I do oh, like this movie. Andy with it, his bad is, takes. I know, I know. You're never gonna have me back. Is Good it, thing you're moving to Philadelphia. <laughs> is it because there was not no a dinosaurs? Scene in the movie where, there, like, there was no dinosaurs. I was like, I kept waiting for the dinosaurs. Like, it, like the daughter didn't like get to play like a whole song on her guitar. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't. That's the other thing about a separation is like. Just the devastating effect on the two daughters. The daughters, when she's cr- when she is just like, if you don't believe, if you if you don't believe me, come get, go get your mom. It's just like it's it's such a heartbreaking yeah. thing. Who does she choose? You think at the end? Do I have to say no? Yes, please, <laughs> please. No, no. You can take your time if you haven't decided. If you don't know. If you don't know. If you don't know. No, I know. I don't know. I would choose my mom. I think she chooses I feel her like mom there's because, a bigger betrayal from her father. Yeah, it's a yeah. bigger betrayal. It's yeah. a huge yeah. betrayal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was a great ending. I mean, this is a good movie. Like, it's incredibly well made. Like, yeah. I respect the craft of this movie. It's just, like, a little too bleak for me, I think. It's also so not, I in, it's not in English, and you don't do subtitles. Right. Oh, yeah. No, reading, that's like. Needed more Big Bang in it. I'm from Texas. I don't, I don't read. And by that, I mean both the theory and the actual event. Bazingo. I'm from here. Texas. I don't believe in the Big Bang. <laughs> this yeah. movie so. is the opposite of um, The Tree of Life, too. It's all. Like, it's in that like, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow, you know. So of all the movies of 2011, would you go to Moneyball? I would. I would. Yeah. I, I feel like this is actually a year like the Pulitzer sometimes, like, don't give a Pulitzer. They're like, just yeah. no award this year. I feel like this is a no award year for the Oscars. They should have just, like, rolled it over and then given out two best pictures in 2012. But Disagree. Separation. That's fine. I, re- I respect your choice. I yeah. would give it to Moneyball, though, if I had to pick a movie from this year. Um, do you have a favorite movie of 2021? Oh, I don't think I've seen a movie of 2021 yet. Oh, no, wait, I have. I've seen many movies of 2021. Uh, I take it back. We're in October. That's not right. No. <laughs> I'm lying desperately. Uh, I think... Let me make sure I'm thinking of all the movies I've seen this year. I think it would have to be Green Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing Dune this weekend. Mm. We'll see how that goes. French mm. Dispatch as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I'd go with Green Knight still. Yeah. What Mag- about you? Megan. Uh, God, what did I see? And I really liked it. Well, Many Saints of Newark was what you oh, saw. Oh, I love Many Saints episode. of Newark. Yeah, Many Saints of Newark was great. But there was another movie that I saw recently. Wow, this is bad. Um, I'm just going to say The Many Saints of Newark for right now. I didn't like it that much. I thought really? it was just fine. I liked it. I thought it was really good. I thought that everybody was really good. And I, I, I thought really people liked- were good. I just felt like, I think the movie overall, I felt like it seemed more like a, like a backdoor pilot for a series than a movie. Well, I mean, I think it, it, I will say when it, I think we said this when it finished, like, I was like, oh, this is like, it was like an extra long episode of the Sopranos, but like, I really like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think mine's still nine days. I did want to shout out a couple of movies I saw, um, mass, um, I saw, which is, uh, very good, very intense, um, about two family, two sets of parents, one set who had a child who was a school shooter and another set whose oh, right. child was killed by said shooter. Um, just really good performance in that movie, um, particularly Anne Dowd. 
Um, and then I saw two wild movies, both foreign films. I saw Titane. Oh, yes, I've heard about which this. Which was the Palme d'Or winner. Um, sex, sex with a Car movie, right? Yeah, she fucks a car. She fucks a car. Hmm. And then she... Hmm. Basically, the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, this is exactly what I want a promising young woman to actually be. And then it turns into something completely different. It's wild. I mean, I suggest people see it. I did not love it. Um, I'm not even sure if I liked it, but I think people should see it. The one I did like quite a bit that I think people should see is Lamb, um, which is also very strange, um, much more... Uh, deliberate and quiet and I could see people like not being into it because it's so kind of low key but it's 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 very strange um have you seen the last duel yet I have not okay I'm interested and my other thing is I will say at one movie I watched on the plane um that again I need to rewatch because see if I was like very much high on plane fumes or whatever but I really had myself a giggle <laughs> And I didn't see because I was like, this looks stupid. But then I watched on the plane. Is Barb and Star go to visit Del Mar? Oh, I didn't like it at all. Oh, I really laughed. I know. A lot of people Very really hard. did. Our, my friend, our friend Kate Weber, who has been on the podcast, yes. actually sent me money to buy it when it was a $20 VOD. Wow. And if she's, she's listening to the pod, I'm sure. And she's going to hear that I didn't like it. Allie and I both didn't really like it, but I wow. know other people love it and I'm happy for them. It just didn't do it for me. I just, I, the, there was, I kept about, like pausing it and replaying parts, like the part with the crab for, um, Maddie and he just, and the like small, like, no, that's right. Like when you're driving small, small, tiny movements, I kept playing all these parts for Maddie and he was like, what? <laughs> like what is happening? It seems He's like, like I'm just certain... going to watch it myself. But then he liked it too. It just does. It seems like certain people really like it and other people are like, eh. yeah, I guess it, I get, I get, I get it. I, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not like shocked by that, yeah. but it is, it, it really, there were some parts where I was like, I was really laughing. I'm kind of, so I, I'll be honest. I'm a little surprised that you liked that. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Yeah. Cause I was like, this is not, well, here's the thing. I, for me, diminishing returns for Kristen Wiig's, like, kooky characters. Sure. Like, I don't love the whole, like, like we're from the Midwest, and, yeah. like, I, right. that's that stuff is not that funny to me, and I thought that that was what the whole movie was going to be, but it's actually sort of insane, and the, like, kooky, insane parts are, were really making me laugh. <laughs> this was my issue with the separation. Not enough laughs. Not enough laughs. I was laughs. just waiting, yeah. and car sex. Car sex and laughs, I was waiting for, and neither happened. Neither. It yeah. Was yeah. Just, yeah. That was my disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What if Barb and Star went to Iran? <laughs> <laughs> Sequel. Sequel. Andy, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, the Academy Museum, if anybody likes movies. If anybody listening to this podcast happens to like movies, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the concept of cinema, uh, there's a movie now, uh, there's a movie, there's a museum now in Los Angeles you can visit that I would recommend. Um, no, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Too Many Megans, um, and I'm really going to d- be diving deep about these this reunion coming up. We're, we're two parts in. we got two parts to go. Can't wait uh, to see where that leads us. And then uh, I'm on Instagram at Murphy Megan. You can follow us on Twitter at The Oscar Should, um, on Instagram and Facebook at The Oscar Should Have Gone To. If you like what you listen to, please rate and review us online. We'll probably be taking like, just a brief hiatus while I get 
settled in a new city. But, you know, Megan and I did this virtually for six months, a year because of COVID. So this isn't, this isn't the end. Don't worry. You'll, you'll hear us again. Sure. We got to finish. We have to finish the 50s. We have to finish the 50s. There's no way that you could go on without hearing Megan's thoughts on the greatest show on earth <laughs> and Giant and, you know. Well, hey, guess what? I bet it wasn't the greatest show, and Giant could have been a little smaller. Well, hey, yo. While I'm here, before we leave, could you just run through some of the precursor awards for a lot of those years? So I'm just going to watch Megan react <laughs> in real time to your reading all the precursor I awards. Can't, I can't. I cannot. We're, that's the one part that we're going to cut. Yeah. No! <laughs> we're cutting it. It's, Sorry. Apologies to Andy and Clayton, the two only two people that like that yeah. stupid bit. Um, so thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye now. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time. We did.